0: <laughs> yeah, the Wisconsin game happened, and on the podcast we discussed: hey, if we keep it within twenty, we're gonna go away happy. We kept it within twenty, and yet somehow I'm not
1: very happy. I, I honest to God, I'm I'm okay, uh, yeah, but but you okay. you describe why you're not happy. Okay is about my ceiling of
0: that game, because number one we lost by sixteen, and because that's technically a two score game we were very very close to making it a one score game and yet i'm not happy cuz it looked like we very well could have won that game if just four plays change and the thing is it's not exactly four plays there are like 15 plays that could be that four we yep. were we were on their side of the field eight times we were within their 35 yard line five times and we only scored 21.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we came up a dollar short the entire game. It just seemed impossible for us to be able to to finish out drives. But let's look at let's look at the box score really quickly. Okay. We had a similar amount of first downs earned. Uh we converted better on third down than they did. We had we outgained them, did they? Yes. Did we not? We had eleven more yards than they did (laughs) over the entire thing. We outpassed them by like. Well,
0: we knew we were going to outpass them,
1: but we were only fifty yards rushing behind, which which is is, impressive. Mills had a banner game, one hundred and eighty-eight yards, seventeen carries. He outperformed Taylor. Huh. He oh, absolutely. Honestly, I mean, because Taylor got what let's see here eight more touches on the ball and only got to 204 yeah so
0: but that's kind of why they won because he got eight more touches on the ball yeah you know how many times yep. in the second half we gave the ball to Dedrick Mills
1: did we not I don't think we gave him four yeah did we give him any in the fourth quarter maybe on that like very final drive no there's there's a question as to whether or not he was hurt. I think
0: he was more so just gassed yeah. than just hurt. Mm-hmm. Because he
1: was slightly limping, but, you know. Which which is understandable. He has not been asked to put out that level of work rate yet this season. And so it makes perfect sense that he would just be spent after, you know, three quarters of a game like that. Yeah. And we, would, we wouldn't lean on him at all. Um... He
0: only got the ball once on that final drive, and that was on first and goal, where he ran for, like, one yard. So, you know, he might not have been the same person he was earlier in the game, but still, you got to feed the hot hand. Especially in, like, early early second half, late first half, when we would get to their side of the field. As soon as we would hit, like, the 25-yard line, was, I guess, our magic target, we would go away from what's working would take the ball out of Mills' hands and try a pass with Martinez, who more often than not would do the worst possible thing someone could do on a pass from the 25-yard line. And let me tell you, <laughs> that's not how you win games.
1: Yeah. Wisconsin
0: so- figured out, hey, when we're moving the ball with Taylor, we should give Taylor the ball. Not every play. When Wisconsin would give the ball to Taylor, they would keep feeding him, with maybe giving him a little break but they will continue to run the football but wisconsin had more than one capable running back mm-hmm. because when you're relying on wyatt Mazur to give you touches in game time that isn't garbage time you know it ain't yeah. gonna work out so no. well so no. that that shows you the shortcomings of this roster yep because if we had washington and wandale both healthy and ready to go yeah. We very, very well could have closed the gap on two or three of those touchdown drives that stalled out. If
1: Mills is able to produce this kind of work rate for this team, what are we missing by not having Washington on that roster?
0: Right? It, it's sort of the classic thunder and lightning approach to running backs. Right. Mills is the thunder because you saw him. Wisconsin, they've got a pretty stout defense. Oh, and he was breaking. One of the best in the nation. Yeah. he was just rolling through them. Rolling through them, breaking tackles. We really hadn't seen him do that good since northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the thunder and lightning would work exactly that way all season. But when Mills is heaven, so the game of his life mm-hmm. pretty much. You throw
1: in a little bit of the flash. You throw in the flash. And we get those big pickups that Mills Mills cuts one occasionally. Yeah. But that, that very consistent, and for this game it was wild, but it's a consistent pickup of between, you know... Three
0: yards and, like...
1: Seven yards. Yeah. The, you know, this game he averaged 11, which was bananas.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and just think, if we, on first down... Give him the ball again, and if he even gets three yards, second and seven, we're not having Adrian Yolo bomb it. You know, right. we're gonna have a nice, short field to work with, which is what I did not get with this play calling.
1: Yeah, the pl- the play calling sucked. That more Martinez than
0: is- more than anything, more than Martinez's bad decisions, more than the defense not putting their arms around guys to tackle. Uh, yeah, the play calling is what I think pretty much cost us the game because for the most part we were right there with them even though they were clearly the physically better team and had the better makeup of the roster we played just as hard as they did yeah, we, we just with outsm- a lot of
1: want to which outsmart- was really nice yeah we I mean we, we did the Nebraska thing we shot ourselves in the foot we <laughs> do this every time the play calling is going to be something once the dust on this season settles and people start doing their moratoriums on the year that was. Uh, we could we could come up with a compilation of quotes from this podcast. Just that's forth about the play calling. Yeah. Because that's what we've been doing. And I'm telling you. There are. And, and I, I rarely say this about any sport. But I would not be surprised if there are people standing around watching that game. Who could make. I'm not saying it's me. And I'm not saying it's you. But I definitely think that some average Joes who watch a lot of football could make better play-calling decisions, at least offensively, than, yeah. than what we're doing right now. Because,
0: yeah, the defensive scheme, you knew you, you, knew you weren't going to contain Jonathan Taylor all game. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin running backs are always our kryptonite, mm-hmm. and he might be arguably the best <laughs> they've ever had. Mm-hmm. At least 1A and 1B with Melvin Gordon. Right. So... Him going for two hundred seven yards, that's not great, but that's not exactly what was disappointing about it. If if he gouges you down the field, then so be it. But the times when they did drop back to pass, the times when they did not give the ball to Taylor, the results were hardly different than when they did. They were gaining the same amount of yards, and we still couldn't tackle them, we we're still out of position of where we need to be for us to effectively counter whatever they were doing, no matter what they were doing, no matter if they had Taylor or not, and yet it was kind of an improvement on yeah. the defensive end.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, no, as as sad as that is, that's probably true. Because keep because one of their touchdowns <sighs> was not even
0: a defensive touchdown; that was just a special teams touchdown. Because. We kicked the ball a mile in the the air and outran the coverage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this defense only gave up 30 points, which isn't good. But based on what we gave up to Purdue, you know, and what we gave up to Ohio State and a Wisconsin offense that's capable of putting up numbers with the best of them, as they've done against us many a time, I'll take 30. If you yeah. if you give them thirty, I'll take it.
1: Right, well, and and it's like we were we were talking after the game, uh, and it was like this team, this game played consistently across two halves, and mm-hmm. beats Colorado. Now I think that first half of the Colorado game is the best we've looked all year. Oh yeah, offensively and defensively, we just clicked as a unit. Something was rolling. If we get back to that, which is what we're gonna need to do to 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 beat Iowa, I think. But like Or even Maryland. Well, we can play this game against Maryland. And win. And win. We can play this game against Iowa and yeah. have it be a toss up.
0: Yes. I kinda see where you're coming from. But the the way a lot of Nebraska fans have been talking about this game is yeah, it's not great. This makes me feel so much better for Iowa.
1: No, I don't feel great for Iowa. I really don't think that it yeah. – like, sorry Cause, to cause... cut you off, but I don't want to cast any aspersions that I think we're going to win that game. Okay. No, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I should show up. <laughs> um, if okay, we, okay, yeah, that's fair. It makes me feel like we have a chance to beat Iowa okay. if we play a better team like this. We need to have a good day. We need to improve. Yeah, Over so the next two weeks.
0: So if we do this, but punch it in on two more drives, you think that'll be the difference against Iowa?
1: That could have been the difference here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we lost by 16. We lost by technically two scores. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. If you said you're going to lose to two scores to Wisconsin. Oh, we all would have taken that. Oh, absolutely. We,
0: we would have thought it would be this, like 10, but still.
1: If it's true that a loss can build confidence... You know
0: this is the most confidence building loss we've had in the Scott Frost era
1: mm, at least this year for sure I, I guess I can't think of one last year that was better.
0: I, I guess the only thing I will come close would be the Northwestern game last year because because no, we did choke that away in almost historical fashion but that just showed us that we could win a game.
1: But every other loss on our schedule has been, Hella demoralizing. Colorado, in overtime. OSU, shellacking. Minnesota, shellacking. Shellacking. Indiana, by a touchdown late in the game. Purdue, by less than a touchdown. We just could not finish. Wisconsin, you know. This team was obviously better
0: than us, but we belonged on the same field.
1: We played up to that as well as we could. So, going to play Maryland, who are not ranked... Uh, and one the, and six in the conference,
0: the most worthless team in the conference. I will go to my grave saying Rutgers, that. that's Rutgers.
1: But okay, um,
0: Rutgers we can at least laugh at. Maryland serves no purpose.
1: Maryland's got a decent volleyball team, don't they?
0: Yeah, volleyball, basketball, and the, yeah, and we get
1: the DC market, so that's useful. Yeah, but they're not... honest to God, the most useless team in the conference is like Purdue. He doesn't bring us a TV market. They've got a stupid mascot, and they're decent at volleyball, which we don't like because they can upset us sometimes. <laughs> which they do. And did. they're they're you know bad enough at football that we can play down and and lose to them. So, okay,
0: yeah. But Purdue at <laughs> least made the fr- made friends with people in the conference way way back. No one in the conference is friends with Maryland. Nobody. You know, Rutgers is at least you know. Like the ch- the baby of the family who it's like, okay, yeah, you know, he's the weakest, but we still love him. Maryland's like the annoying toddler of the Big
1: Ten. A conference full of annoying toddlers. Their three <laughs> wins are Howard, Syracuse,
0: and Rutgers. And Howard and Syracuse, those were weeks one and two. Right. Both Nebraska and Maryland were ranked. At points in the season, we were both
1: ranked. They have lost in rapid succession: two, Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota. How Michigan, much did they lose to Purdue? How
0: much did they lose to Purdue by?
1: Uh Purdue blew them out, forty to fourteen. Now they have scored more points per game, but they've also allowed more points per game. It will be a shootout. I don't think that like which is. I weird. don't really like our chances in a shootout. <laughs> really? No. I do. No. Because when we're moving the ball. When we're when we're honest to God, able to move the ball, which against this defense we will be able to do, I one would here's, hope. Here's my thing: I'm not confident, but like the matchup predictor, basically has it at fifty fifty. That's fair, Maryland. That's what Maryland give it. has the slight edge. That's what I would give it. Yeah,
0: because we have played terrible on the road under Frost, and if it comes down to whichever team makes more plays. I I haven't seen enough of this team making the play this season to say that we are going to make that extra play. Illinois is the only game where we did that within the rules. (laughs) Shout out Northwestern's officials. So, You're
1: right. Yeah,
0: because we very well could have made these extra plays in this game against Wisconsin. We very well could have gained one more yard at the end of regulation and finished
1: within one possession. Here's here's my question. Okay. At the beginning of the year, a lot of people's bottom line hope for this team was to make a bowl game. Mm -hmm. Right? Go to a bowl. Win the bowl. Lose the bowl. Who cares? We got to get back into bowl football this year. That is still technically possible at this point. Do you think that the players have that in mind do you think the coaches have that Mm -hmm. in mind do you think that that's helpful or detrimental to have that on your mind
0: i think it's absolutely helpful given just how much intensity they played with against wisconsin like wisconsin's a kind of rival but still we normally don't you know get that excited to play them
1: i don't know we've always talked about how we play up to wisconsin
0: in the first half.
1: In the first half. But
0: we played up to them in the second half too. There was I suppose. There was no point where they just put the route on us like they did these last 2 years. Yep. Like like I said, we kept it within two possessions and very very well could have cut that lead down even closer. Mhm. So the fact that we kind of played a complete game against Wisconsin showed me that something clicked during the second bye week. Something in this team made the team think that they wanted to improve and they actually took the steps to do that which is something we have not seen yet this year this is the first time all year i can say besides colorado to northern illinois i can say that we improved from where we were last week
1: yeah mm-hmm. i think that's definitely true i think that we're probably on an upward trajectory after that game um if you made me if you made me guess well, I'm sure we're having a good week of practice. Yeah, and we'll be well, we having
0: two more years of good weeks of practices because Oh, uh, we're transitioning.
1: Okay. <laughs> did, did you have anything else sad about Wisconsin game? No, other than I'm less I'm less pessimistic about it than you are. Yeah, I think we we touched on the Maryland game. We've got to play good football. We, we don't have to. have to. I really don't think we have to play great football. We, we
0: I, have to play like we. Kind of did this game, yeah, just slightly turn tone down the mistakes or Illinois. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, we need to play like we did against Illinois.
1: It'd be good, I think that's fair. It'd be good to force a couple turnovers. Um, it'd mm-hmm. be like that would be big because our offense needs as many chances as it can to get down, the yes. Field. Okay,
0: so one thing against Purdue that we didn't do was get energized after we got a turnover on offense. This is true, this is true against whole- Wisconsin. We got the freakiest fumble I may have ever seen, and that offense was ready to go.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I did not see that against Purdue. So if we no. can force a turnover against Maryland, I hope that that offense comes out. Because if we get one turnover and one drive with that focused offense, that could be the <sighs> difference in the Maryland game. So, yeah, to your point, we need turnovers, but more so we need the after turnover offense from Wisconsin.
1: What's the status on Wandale? Um, Do we know? Is there are we are we privy to that or who is the head coach of this football program? I know, I know, but I thought maybe I thought if it's good news, we'd hear about it.
0: Robinson is not in pads, according to the Journal Star. So yeah, I mean the other
1: thing is you're in a rebuilding
0: year, and we've got two games left, so we ca- we can have McCaffrey play these final two without burning his red shirt, and we can have. Freshman running back Ramir Johnson playing in these final two without burning his red shirt. So the depth chart is far more open for this game for the rebuild do, than it has been in weeks past.
1: Do we honestly think, and I'm sorry to drag this tangent out, but do we honest to God think that Vedral or McCaffrey is going to do a better job with this team? Because I I don't know, and you you have followed this this whole depth chart quarterback situation more than I have Mm -hmm. what 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 is your honest to God opinion like is it time is it time just to move on
0: I I, I think the mindset going forward has to be that Adrian like not Adrian sucks but Adrian's not 100% our guy the job needs to be open for next year I think I don't think he made it himself the far and away number one, just based on pure talent, he's better than uh, Vedral, And I believe, haven't seen enough of McCaffrey to 100% confirm it, but he is better than McCaffrey from what the limited I have seen of both of them. So yeah. The, the one thing I will say is that I
1: do not think Vedral takes that 20 yard sack. No, nope, nope. The decision-making is definitely better. We've, we've, I think we've seen that. So we
0: we don't beat Wisconsin if we have Vedril, but we get another touchdown on the board.
1: Mm-hmm. McCaffrey is such an unknown quantity right now. Yes. You know? he, he's played essentially one half of football. <clears throat> right. Which is, you know, Which more is both than the no be- football.
0: And that's kind of the best and worst thing that can happen to his hype machine. Because we saw Martinez healthy in half a year last year. And he was getting Heisman talk before the year even began. You mm-hmm. know? So with one half of McCaffrey, yeah, the sky is the limit and the floor is garbage.
1: Yep, that's incredibly true. Obviously, it it doesn't seem to me like Scott Frost is the kind of guy who would, especially because of his relationship with Vedral, keep Vedral around solely because he thought his only purpose here is to ride the bench, you know? Mm -hmm. There are probably better bench-rider quarterbacks for yeah. that specific role than Vedral. Vedral's whole ethos and 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 the way he plays is to be the starting quarterback, to get drives to work, to, to build plays on top of one another. I mean, when we saw him, he was, the athleticism's not the same. We know that yeah. the, the, the passing's not the same, but if he didn't make good decisions and if he didn't move the ball
0: yeah 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 what he lacks for in the i guess natural aspects of uh pure arm strength and pure scrambling ability he just makes up for in the small little things of the offense Mm -hmm. that adrian sometimes does but doesn't always do right like i can't say with 100 percent certainty that Vegel would hit every wide open receiver martinez has missed but from what I've seen of Vegil, he would at least hit one or two of them. Yeah,
1: kid sees the field better. I think so does McCaffrey. We saw that. The guy, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. Like, is what Adrian needs hours and hours a day in the film room, breaking this down? Is there a way? Is this a football IQ problem? Is there a way to have him play Madden Longshot and learn how to be a quarterback? <laughs> Possibly. I, I don't think so. What what I really honest to God think is, so I'm going to talk about grade school sports. a friend of both of ours. Yes. Really good guy. Absolutely. Fairly decent as far as baseline athletic ability goes.
0: Absolutely. Kid, especially King. compared to the rest of our seventh grade class.
1: Yes. Okay, so <laughs> so you're
0: saying that uh, yeah, Nathan... that 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 Adrian sort of gives you. Where Adrian is, is grade school sports?
1: Explain. Yeah, well, no, but, but Nathan, and it's just, I'm using this metaphor because you'll recognize it and because I can explain it well. Yes. Nathan was never really a monster at any sport. Part of it is Nathan's not an aggressive human being. No. But but the bigger part of it is the kid doesn't see the floor, right? Like, there were I, I played on like a, a spirit basketball team with him, our best big man. But that was only because he could bring the physicality on defense, and if you put the ball in his hands, he could shoot over anybody because he was freaking tall, you know? O-
0: the only kid who could dunk in the 7th grade, I mean, not 10 foot, but however big that hoop was at recess, he could get there. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um... And then
0: 8th grade, everyone
1: was doing it. So anyway, but the thing was, like, he would, would never pass the ball, not because he was selfish, but it didn't occur to him that that was an option that he could possibly use. And he would never shoot unless he was right next to the basket. Because it didn't occur to him that maybe I should get rid of the ball before they double team me. You know? And so when a defense figured him out, halfway through the game, he'd get pulled. And someone like me, who was shorter and less athletic, but at least dynamic at, at playing basketball, and could be like, I gotta get rid of the ball here. You know? And not that I was particularly good at seeing it, but it was just that Nathan had blinders on his job capital J job was to get the ball and put it in the hoop. And there was one way he was going to do that. And that was by pushing to <laughs> do it right. And it was a thing of beauty when it was working, but when it wasn't working, he'd go over five and coach would be like, all right, yep. Nope. That's it. We're, we're, we're pulling him. We're going to have somebody else go in. We're going to put him in on the other side and try and make some other man cover him when we go back, you know, because once you've got their number, And Adrian's mistakes either happen early, which I think you can attest to to nerves, Mm -hmm. or because, frankly, our line does not give the man enough coverage. Now, other people could—I don't buy the Joe Burrow would suck with this offensive line argument. I really don't. And our
0: O-line, for the most part, save for uh, about five, six, seven plays, held their own against Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. especially in the run block. But the pass block gave Adrian plenty of time— to at least read the field and g- do a throwaway. The, the beauty of our run game, and this was really
1: sweet, and now we're jumping in tangents here. Oh, yeah, this has just been tangent table tennis. The, the beauty of it was that we would run those sweet little just barely off the tackle runs. Yeah. On either side. Strong side, weak side. Didn't matter, you know? We were, ju- we were switching it up. It was wild. And then... Once we established, it was super weird. Once we established the outside game, once we established like the slant and the beer and those weird little off tackle things, then we started to run the ball up the middle. Like we somehow found a way to really stretch them out and make them look confused. And that's what got us to that other side of the field. Because against like Ohio State, Mm -hmm. we weren't getting there. You know, we were, we were not even, even against Minnesota, we were not within earshot of scoring many more times than we actually did. Mm-hmm. You know, this game, we were able to, in, in soccer, you'd call it creating chances and not finishing, right? It is very
0: much like one of those games. That's a very wordy name for so, probably a common phenomenon in soccer. Well, yeah. Like, 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 why can't they just say he had a case of the oopsies? Like, like, why does it have to be creating chances and not finishing? That's like eight syllables.
1: Yeah, I mean four words. You can't even acronym that. Anyway, uh, our coach got an extension. Justin wants to talk about this today. I'm frustrated, but you go ahead, Justin. Tell the folks about it.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, after. Teams across the country have been firing their second-year head coaches for underperforming. Mm-hmm. We say lol to that and slap him with a nice two-year extension. <laughs> Two yeah. years. Our guy, Bill Moose, says he's back, the Husker social media posts were. And back from what? <laughs> back from what? Be- I, honestly. He had until I graduated, and then three more years. Assuming he does not get terminated before then. so Yeah, about about that. So so why do we need to two more years him? Yeah, I I, I get that teams might be saying that, hey, look at Nebraska. I know you're thinking about them, but coaches all around the country getting fired for not performing in their first couple years. Don't be surprised if old Frosty, who's talking to you now, ain't going to be around when you are. And this right. is Nebraska saying, Well, hypothetical recruit who is being hypothetically talked to by our rivals in that hypothetical way, we are going to pay him an ungodly amount of money for two years in 2025 and 2026 when you won't even be on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're still like like honestly, does this stop us if he doesn't make a bowl in the next two years from firing him?
0: Yeah. I, I think this gets no. him at least to year five.
1: No, I don't. No. Nope. One more year, then the fever pitch is going to kick in. Mo- and then.
0: Moose still seems over the moon excited about where we are as a team. Yeah. Like, he that Moose is still going to be here. Is Hoyberg higher? Yeah. Could be looking
1: a lot better. Well, okay. We, we
0: did get that first win against the best team we've played all year.
1: I don't know that it's the Hoyberg higher. I think it might be the Tim Miles fire. Of like, did that really honest to god make any sense well kind of at the
0: time especially since we had what most fans would agree upon to be a clear and obvious upgrade lined up in fred hoiberg like him and dana altman of oregon are the two coaches with nebraska ties who have done pretty much anything in the college basketball world Mm -hmm. like unless you want to fish ty lou out of Wherever the hell Ty Lue is,
1: I actually think that'd be entertaining as hell.
0: That would be. I I, I just imagine him looking, just in a timeout, looking around for LeBron to yell at him about what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> K- legit. K- Cam Mack walks up to him in timeouts like, so, Coach, what's the plan? And he's like, okay, everybody, uh, look at LeBron. Coach, Le- LeBron's retired. It, th- th- this is 2022. <laughs> And <laughs> he's just staring at the clipboard like,
1: does anyone know what these lines mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I mean, if Nebraska ball can't be good, at least it can be entertaining, right? Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> if, if you're in a situation where Moose is unwilling to cut ties with Frost, and I'm Ronnie Green. Especially
0: given how Ronnie Green... He's kind of got the persona around him that he's not the biggest sports guy. Like, yeah. like, like he's not here to coach the athletic department. He's here to build chemistry labs. Which,
1: I gotta say, for the university, is a good thing.
0: I, I think this is Moose sort of sticking to his guns mm-hmm. and saying that he made the right hire and you know, blame me if this goes wrong, but give me time so I can keep collecting my paychecks.
1: Right, but uh, he and he and Scott are inextricably tied. Oh uh, yeah,
0: coaches in the '80s always are. Bo, if Bo got along buddy buddy with Icorst, <coughs> he'd probably still be here. Hold
1: the damn phone. If Bo got along buddy buddy with anybody, that's an interesting case of alternate history. The man doesn't make friends. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Apparently, he sings Frozen when your kids carpool with him. Thanks, Reicher, for that little tidbit. Yeah, he sang along to Do You Wanna Build a Snowman while Nathan was in the car. Picture that and be ruined. Because I can't shake it. Every time I saw him throw a headset, all I could think was, Do you wanna build a snowman? That is this... I know. Just...
0: Seeing his face.
1: Would other schools have made this decision? No. no. For a million Id- idiosyncratic reasons, can I see the story of how you get here for Nebraska? Yeah, I can see how you get there. I don't necessarily know if it's a good idea or not. Uh, if Obviously. If next year we go, you know, nine and three, and the next year we go ten and two, and then the next year we win a friggin' natty, then they look like a genius. Yeah. If he goes, you know, four and eight for another two years, two years in a row, then you've just wasted more money to fire a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
0: We'll see. And speaking of uh, something that's going to cost somebody a lot of money uh miles garrett is he has just appealed his suspension so we are not we are not late to this topic because he has filed his appeal today because
1: we would have done this a day earlier but i was sick yesterday i apologize i'm sure you can tell i'm coming at you with husky voice today so um my sexy husky cold voice is uh, in full force
0: yeah (laughs) so that's the relevant news story we're gonna tie to this yep Okay. Oh God. Because Miles Garrett uh, did the
1: unthinkable. Not
0: really the unthinkable. Uh, it's very yeah. within a r- no, realm it's, of it's thinking.
1: I- it's incredibly thinkable. It's not cool, but the unthinkable is. Some Somebody real said
0: that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something that I should say
1: hyperbolically to set to, the story to, off. To rile me up. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Job done. I am officially annoyed.
0: (laughs) So, Miles Garrett did the unlikely against...
1: Wow. Okay. The unlikely I'll buy. The unacceptable I'll buy. The unthinkable is a bridge too far. I mean, okay, if you listen to this podcast, you consume other sports news, but as a really, really quick recap...
0: Yes, because that's what you have to do in this medium, which I should have done from the get-go. Mm-hmm.
1: Browns, Steelers, yeah. Last mix Thursday up night. I the Browns and the Bengals because they are equal levels of mediocrity. Uh, Honestly. And similar uniform colors. Yeah. Um, so, the, the the Steelers have had a real shiner of a game. Mason Rudolph. for pats. I know. You're asking yourself who the hell that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Backup, Steelers quarterback. Mm -hmm. What's the stat line? Four picks
0: and, like... One touchdown, 167 yards. Not great, kids. Yeah, so he's had a real...
1: Who's a defensive end? Linebacker?
0: D end, arguably the best in the AFC. He's having a heck of a year. Mm -hmm.
1: Guy's a monster. Yeah, Uh, getting in some
0: depoy conversations. First overall pick, you know, star in the league. Not honestly, again... Uh, there's nothing that came out of him like doing controversial stuff. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's just been a solid D end with a few questionable tackles here and there.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Guy plays hard. Guy plays to the whistle. That's been yes. the consensus, which, and I'm going to pepper this in to my, you know, cutting edge analysis throughout is the kind of player you want at defensive end on almost any defensive position. Yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing on my opinion there, but... um, Yeah, but
0: but but he's a guy who, in terms of use to a team, has far more use to his team than Mason Rudolph does to his.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So these two men's storylines intertwine uh, past the normal quarterback-defensive end relationship when uh, Garrett hits him a
1: little bit late. Oh, come on, uh, maybe a smidgen, but, like, you can convince me that that is a normal follow-through Yeah. on, on, on a tackle. Um, when you're running at a guy at full speed, I do not expect you to be able to well and truly tell whether the ball is still in his hands or not. Yes. You know, this is 100% excusable. Rudolph is tired. It's been a long game. Uh, from what I've gathered, I didn't actually watch the game, but from what I've gathered, he, he's gone to the ground a couple times before this. Yeah, you know, he's gotten a little banged up. He's thrown picks. It's been demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't look great. His days might be numbered. You know, um, in the NFL, the Steelers are going to be looking for somebody better than him. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So so, so he's on the ground.
0: Garrett's on top of him, and then uh, Rudolph tries reaches at his helmet. So oh, it's
1: more than reaches. He makes contact, no, and you can see him starting to pull. Watch the video, by the way. I'm giving, trying to give both sides as much credit as
0: possible. Okay. Some some Steelers fans mostly have said that his hand was stuck, so that doesn't justify him oh, reaching God. up there to begin with. But regardless of where his of what his intent was to reach up there or how stuck his hand was, he. ...starts to pull at the helmet of Miles Garrett. Not cool, bro. That's not cool. Then, instead of just, you know, laying on the ground and saying... "Oi, my finger's stuck in your face mask. Referee! Referee! Just like that, that. yep. Referee, come over here. We need to stop the game. What is is
1: happening? I I cannot go
0: on because my fingers are in this man's face mask. So if he did the again textbook thing he would have done that but no rudolph's an angry little quarterback and he's, he's not gonna oy, mr ref this situation so he starts yonkering at miles garrett's helmet and miles garrett is like dude who are you who the hell do you think you are what the hell do you think you're doing and rudolph doesn't stop he even puts his legs into it and he puts his cleat right into the Dingle Dongle of Miles Garrett. Yeah. Groin. Honest I'm going to edit God, that word in instead of Dingle Dongle. No, so, so, so. leave
1: it. Leave the Dingle Dongle. So, no, honest to God, the, the thing that made me cringe the most, more than even the thing that this is building to and everybody knows about is that kick squarely to the family jewels. Like, that's not cool, man. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're about. You don't get to just, well, what are you in the fifth grade? Like, come on, man. And then there's definitely an angle as Rudolph comes up where it looks like he might've grabbed Miles Garrett's junk. And then, and then Garrett goes and
0: he's very angry. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he is. Do you blame the boy? Like, no, I he, don't. So he's so he's reached Rudolph levels of anger. And he's like, here's some medicine. And you off goes the helmet of uh, Mason Rudolph. So then Garrett turns his back to the situation. He's like, cool guys. Don't look at explosions. They steal helmets and they walk
1: away. What? you've never seen that video. Lonely Island. No. will Farrell I don't I don't think I need to but okay bud.
0: okay so so he's walking away with uh, Rudolph's helmet and then Rudolph with the fit of rage in his face <laughs> bolts up and I do not know what he was trying to accomplish. but he runs back over to Garrett and then Garrett yomp on the head with the helmet.
1: This is... This took far too long to recap. Here's the deal. Here's the pivotal moment for me. You have the option to walk away. You are five foot nothing. 100 pounds soaking wet. And you walk up to one of the biggest, baddest, lean green fighting machines in the NFL. And decide, yeah, him. I will take a swing at him. If there were not two offensive linemen standing around trying to get in the way of Garrett, Rudolph would be a grease spot right now. Forget about the helmet. Like this guy, this is like if if instead of using the slingshot... David just bum-rushed Goliath and was like, screw it, man, I'm going to tackle this guy. I can do it. Hand-to-hand combat with the largest man ever? Of course. Uh, uh, Like, this is a fundamentally stupid decision. Absolutely. I don't care that you're angry. I don't care that you've thrown four picks. You're the right thing to do. A thing that could have stopped all of this is to march out the field. Now, is it still? Another thing that could have stopped all of this, (coughs) you, you, you know
0: how basketball benches always have the hold-me-back guy for whenever things get even the slightest bit chippy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that most of the Steelers O-line wanted to go confront Garrett about this, but that was only still two or three guys. Couldn't one lineman just be— Have damn wherewithal. Yeah, to to know what's going on, know that this is not your typical after-play hand-fighting and go hold-me-back of Mason Mason Rudolph, Rudolph, and then we just get the picture of Rudolph angry— and focus on that, make our memes instead of what happened when he actually went up there with the wall in between. Garrett, he did not have, he did not, he obviously didn't really think about this decision. He obviously knew what he wanted to do when Rudolph ran up to him. He has Rudolph's helmet in hand. And he, it, this ain't a get away from me. This is a full on swing with the helmet.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's a problem, man. And,
0: and, and that's where the blame shifts from Rudolph to Garrett. That's that's where the
1: fairly or unfairly this like, you know, that's the moment that everyone watches. That's the thing that got played again and again on ESPN for 48 hours straight. That's the thing everyone wrung their hands over. And to be clear. It is unacceptable. Yes. It is totally unacceptable to do something like this. It is detrimental to the game. It is bad for children to see. It makes the lovers cry and the poet's dream. Uh, not a word was spoken. The church bells all were broken the day the football died. But regardless, there's a context. And when you strip away that context, what it frankly looks like is a big ol'. Angry defensive player taking a swing at a little tiny white guy quarterback with a helmet. Now, Garrett should be in trouble. Absolutely. The, the, the
0: suspension he got of indefinitely, I don't really see how you argue against that. No. I, 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 it was more than I was expecting, quite frankly. Because the only comparable act of violence I, I can think of on a football field— to a guy without a helmet happened in 2008 when Albert Haynesworth of the Tennessee Titans at the time, back when he was still worth anything football-wise, uh, tried to nope didn't try. He stomped on the face of a Cowboys offensive lineman who was on the ground with his cleat, and he got five games. So thats that was my frame of reference. I was expecting Garrett to get five to eight. So for the NFL to say, this is— Extra, extra bad, some of the worst we've ever seen, and hit him with his first suspension ever being an indefinite one. I I do respect that move, and I do think it was the right
1: one. Well, didn't you – it was either you or something I read told me that an NFL helmet weighs more than a standard red brick. Yes. I Right? And when you consider the density, this thing is meant to hit things, mm -hmm. right? To hit other things of a similar strength, you know? The, the, the whole things are designed so that we can have, you know, safe – as safe as you can make it, helmet-to-helmet helmet contact. Yes. You know? What these things are not supposed to do is hit a human skull. Uh, Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett, everyone is involved that Miles Garrett doesn't have quicker wrists. Because if that thing rotates any further, if, if he... he catches him with the crown of that thing, yeah, he, he could have got... cracked the man's skull. There could have been brains on a football field. And I don't say that to be sensationalist. That's realistically what could have happened. There is padding on the very, very back end of
0: that helmet. And that is what he got hit with. Yeah. The the little, like, six inch. No. Depending on the helmet, it can be however size. But it's normally around six inches. And so that's not that big of a window for him to get hit with. So God, God, or some some higher power had to intervene on that punch, because that's what Mason Rudolph got hit with. The fact that he's likely gonna pl- play the next game,
1: yeah. Oh, miracle! No, Rudolph should have also been.
0: Yeah, I think he should have got a game.
1: At least, at least a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But the thing is, given if that just happened normally and Garrett doesn't lose his cool. I, I don't see Rudolph getting more than a game. I think the pressure is on him to get more than a game because his act is what prompted that act of Garrett. So people don't want all the blame to be shifted on Garrett. But but honestly, without the Garrett thing, how long would you suspend Rudolph for? Oh, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. It
1: looks worse in the context, whereas yes. Miles Garrett actually looks better in the context than when you just see the clip. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. I hesitate to even say this. But it is all I can think about. You you played flag football, yeah, right? I don't. Did you ever play midget? Nah. I didn't play midget either. But even in flag football, even on the playground, even when you're jacking around with your friends in the backyard, American football culture trains you to tap into a certain type of controlled animosity Mm -hmm. right this is what makes it the game of the american male it's a pressure valve we all know this the whole sport is a pressure valve you know that that allows people watching it experiencing it to let off some steam the whole thing looks like you know with some of the most interesting research that has been done about football has been the overlaps between if you study football plays and you study combat tactics, you become better at both, mm-hmm. right? There is an unmistakable aggressiveness about this game. Absolutely. Now, alongside that, there is a culture of sportsmanship, a strong culture of sportsmanship mm-hmm. that has always been a part of the game. Yes. But, if,
0: if, if a player does not shake the hand of the man he just clobbered after a game, we're talking about it on Monday morning. Yeah,
1: we've got a problem. That's yeah. not cool. Which is good. Which, yes. is, which is the thing that keeps it all in balance. Mm-hmm. But the NFL, even more than college football, much more than high school football, much right? more than your family's turkey bowl, right, has become a show. It's a spectacle. And we kind of have... Players, particularly on the defense, who we love to hate and who love to be hated, mm-hmm. right? America loves a heel turn. Am I proud to say that I kind of found Ndamukong Su's career more interesting when he started doing dumb? No, I'm not proud to say that I paid more attention. But I paid even more attention to him than an average NFL, uh, Husker fan who doesn't follow the NFL would have followed him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Because what the hell did Sue do this time? Yeah. You know? I I get that. And and it became this thing of like... Some people enjoy wringing their hands about This. this. Some people love to go on television like Stephen A. Smith. And talk about how disgusted they are and how revolted they are. And some people like to go on television and say, this is part of the game. You get hit. Now, that has been let more subdued in this instance. But it's common and has happened on Twitter an embarrassing amount. What we're losing touch of is that balance in football. Mm -hmm. What Miles Garrett lost touch of was was that that balance. balance in football. Nice. Right? Honest to God. That was the problem here. And we have not just – this is, I promise you, not going to be an isolated incident. We will see this again. We will see it more and more as the NFL becomes more about grand spectacle, about personality, about entertainment. And – yeah. I don't think that any player is running any more scared after the punishment. They're aware of the punishment. This guy got pushed to the point where he snapped. I'm a fiery guy. I have in the past been pushed to the point where I, I I've snapped the as people. we will get to. And, and you suffer the consequences, right? We put Miles Garrett in a situation on a trajectory where we made this possible for him. Yes, and
0: next year, when the Steelers and Browns play for the first time,
1: don't ha- I thought they played again yet this season, don't they?
0: This season, I, I believe they've already got their two games done. Brown's schedule. I believe so. Hmm. Oh shoot. Yeah. Nope. December first So December <laughs> December first before see, that game, how many times do you think we're gonna see that video?
1: Oh, before the game, during the game, after the game. It's all we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Will Mason Rudolph start that game? Who probably knows? it's are the Browns gonna be out for blood? Absolutely. Am I gonna watch this game now? You betcha. Like
0: Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh, so
1: Oh no. Yeah. Oh no.
0: So 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 trying to watch Steelers fans throw all of their support behind a four pick throwing quarterback.
1: Dude, this is like, this is like Rocky. After they kill Ivan Drago, after I'm sorry, after Ivan Drago kills Apollo, Apollo Creed, Creed, and then, oh my God, and then Rocky's got to go back and yeah. and that happened in Philadelphia, and they hate Pittsburgh. I don't know. That was a stretch of a connection. But uh, running up those steps is really fun, by the way. I recommend that to to anybody who who can. If you're in the area, just ask your Uber driver to pull over. I promise you they've been asked before. Very nice, subtle place drop. Place drop? That's only a thing in the Midwest. You can only be a place dropper when you're like a college kid who has traveled somewhat in the Midwest. (laughs) I'm sorry I went to Philly, Justin. Oh, it's okay. If I, we're... I try not to talk about the magical week I spent in the Caribbean this summer. <laughs> if now we, I if can't we... talk in the rainy, awful, flight-delayed day I spent in Philadelphia. Not being able to, you know, waiting in line in the rain to see a cracked bell. Justin, how is this a humble brag, man? I went to Philly once because we had a delayed flight, so we hung out longer than we expected to. I ate a cheesesteak and ran up some steps and looked at a (laughs) cow in an Independence Hall and went to an American History Museum where they're like, this is the toilet paper that, uh, you know, George Washington used to stuff his nosebleed at Yorktown. Like, you were like, whoa, that's George Washington's blood, man. No way, man. Wow, America. Hell yeah. That's Philadelphia. It's honest to God. Great city. Uh, Would never want to live there. Um, this, this is just the food's great. The cannoli I had there, but Ooh. but this is a humble brag to talk about a day I got stuck in Philadelphia. We were trying to go home. I, I didn't even talk about the Broadway I saw on that trip. i oh, can talk about a layover in Philadelphia. Nice place drop. What the hell's a place drop? We were talking about the Golden State Warriors
0: for some reason, and and I was like, oh yeah, I've been I've been in the Bay Area, man. Yeah, this, they're not going to stand for this performance by their team, you know? That's a place drop.
1: That's not what I said. I didn't <laughs> say that, oh, Philadelphia's guy. I just said they don't like each other, and I've been there. God. I complimented the subtlety you worked that in with. Oh,
0: Mine you... was not subtle. Yours was subtle. Okay, let's see here. Fair enough. Uh, and that's been the episode. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, later, kids. Later, kids.